Bubbler Talk, quenching Milwaukee's thirst for knowledge. I'm Audrey Nowakowski. For this week's Bubbler Talk, our question comes from right within the station. I'm Lori Jones. I'm the Here and Now host and operations director at WUWM. And I live in Milwaukee's Endress Park neighborhood. I wrote to Bubbler Talk because I would like to know more about Dorothy Endress, who the neighborhood is named after. And if you can, I'm also curious as to how her last name is actually pronounced. In the neighborhood, we say Endress, but I've heard other people pronounce it Endaris. Let's start with the name pronunciation of this West Side neighborhood. I'm Marilyn Wellauer-Lenius, and I wrote the book on Swiss and the greater Milwaukee area. When we used to play tennis in the 60s, us kids used to say, we're going to Endress Park. That's not correct, really. We now say Endress Park, mostly, because I lived there for almost 40 years. And the older ones used to say Endaris. So actually, in German, Swiss German, it probably would have been Andres. But I doubt if it was ever pronounced that way when she or the family lived here. So from here on out, we'll refer to Dorothy's last name and the neighborhood as Endaris. Dorothy was born in 1880 to Swiss immigrant parents in Elmhurst, Illinois, and the family moved to Milwaukee the next year. After graduating from the Milwaukee Normal School in 1901, Dorothy worked as the school's assistant librarian for eight years, then taught fourth grade at the fifth district school. There, she stood out for making exercise a part of her students' daily routine. Dorothy's next job in recreation is what truly makes her stand out in Milwaukee's history. She's a key player in building our recreation program that has served thousands. But to add some perspective, historian John Goethe explains how recreation stemmed from Milwaukee's socialist roots. One thing they began very early was a study of recreation in Milwaukee. And they did a survey. Uh, they found 91 bowling alleys and 24 pool halls and not much for the kids. So there was an obvious need for recreation. And you have all these buildings and an extensive uh, large city uh, school system. And they put two and two together and say, why don't we light up these schoolhouses and use them for recreation centers when school hours are over? In 1911, the state legislature issued an official charter that made Milwaukee the first school system in the country to take responsibility for public recreation, making it a pioneering program. First known as the Extension Department, the Division of Recreation and Community Services remains under Milwaukee Public Schools to this day. Now, we simply refer to it as Milwaukee Rec. It was very typical for the socialist uh, economy and efficiency were very important for them. So you got these buildings going dark, uh, you know, whenever the school, school day ended at 3 o'clock, whenever it was. So why not use those? This approach is also how Milwaukee became known as the city of the lighted schoolhouse. The first rec sites were known as social centers, and early programs included everything from naturalization classes for new citizens, athletics, music, drama, bathing, dressmaking, swimming lessons, and more. Harold Berg was the first to lead this new department, and in 1911, he offered Dorothy Endress the position of his assistant for girls' recreation. Together, they shaped the key principles and activities offered, centering it on a neighborhood system. Harold Berg was certainly the pioneer, the founder, uh, but Dorothy Endress, her fingerprints, you know, were are really on the system as it exists today even. Endress became the director of recreation in 1920, and her mission was to make life richer for every person in the city, no matter their age or background. 
the quote that was associated with her most often was, uh, during working hours, we make a living, and during leisure hours, we make a life. And that that's pretty profound when you think about it. Under Dorothy's guidance, Milwaukee became a model for playground and social center programs in the nation. And she significantly expanded the department during her 28-year tenure. She grew the system from, I think, 11 social centers uh, when she began to 40 uh, during her tenure. And they had staff playgrounds as well. And this was largely for kids. And again, during her tenure, uh, she grew those from 20 to 72. So she really was someone who uh, brought the system up to critical mass. She was certainly an adept politician, uh, which you don't often think of recreation workers as, uh, but she worked with the Common Council. Uh, she had a great deal of personal charm, and she could switch from German to English uh, at the drop of a pin. <laughs> and that, that was useful you know, in Milwaukee back in the 20s and 30s. Uh, so she was someone who uh, was very adept at kind of the, the retail politics and someone who could translate her passion for her mission into political support. Uh, so she sounded me, you look at her picture, you know, she's a pretty joyous woman. You know, somebody who really had a, a kind of a, a bright outlook on life and somebody who was, you would guess, a perennial optimist, uh, as you have to be if you were in, in the public sphere. Dorothy Endress certainly left a permanent impact on Milwaukee Rec, even as it has evolved over the decades. Lynn Greb is the current director of Milwaukee Rec, and she says Dorothy's vision is still a guiding principle today. She really promoted the value of recreation, and we continue to do that. Uh, a big focus of our programming is activities for all residents in the city. She was a, a hard worker, and she expected a lot from her staff. And I think when you see the quality of programming that we've continued to offer throughout the past 100 plus years, you'll see a lot of her legacy continuing. So I've been in my role since 2015, uh, so I can't imagine being uh, for 30 years. You can see the commitment that obviously she made to the city and the school district through that work. So it's an honor to follow in the footsteps of you know, all the people that came before, and especially Miss Endress is so well known in our community that it's big shoes to fill. But I think from the foundation that was built back in the early 1900s, that a lot of that history has endured and been carried through. And so a lot of the values that were held back then are still true today and things that we like to carry ourselves with as we do the work in the city. The playfield in the Enders Park neighborhood is, of course, also a nod to Dorothy's legacy. Bobby Tanzillo of On Milwaukee researched the history of the playfield, and he's also a resident of the neighborhood. He says before there was a playfield, the land that the park sits on was farmland owned by a man named Erastus Smith in the town of Wauwatosa. And then in the 20s, you know, developers started to kind of move west of the city as demand grew, as population grew. And they platted out a whole neighborhood here, which was called Galecrest Park. Um, and it's basically the street layout you see today, although there are some minor changes. By 1927, the city of Milwaukee annexed the land to become part of the city and reserve some of the land for a park. The whole park land was bought in 1931 and was fully developed under the Works Progress Administration. 
they referred to it as the park at 72nd and Chambers more often than anything else. Um, so it didn't really seem to have an identity in terms of a name until it's renamed for Dorothy Endress. Dorothy Endress retired from Milwaukee Rec in 1948, and it was two years later when the park was dedicated in her honor. In 1950 is when the city officially hands this park over to MPS as it for them to manage, for Milwaukee Rec to manage. Um, and at that same ceremony is when they named it in her honor. And fortunately, she was alive and could be there for it and enjoy it. It didn't happen after she was gone. Tanzillo says this New Deal era gem has something for everyone. With a baseball diamond, splash pad, playground, tennis and pickleball courts, farmer's markets, seasonal events, and more. I mean, it really is a place that serves what is a much more diverse neighborhood than I think people might expect. If you just sort of drive through it, you might think, oh, it's all single family homes, but actually um, there are single family homes, there are some duplexes, there's a quite a few um, multifamily rentals. So it's economically diverse, it's racially diverse, and everyone uses the park. It's appropriate that the neighborhood is named after the park because I can't imagine what the neighborhood would be like without it because we wouldn't have that same kind of, it's almost like a, you know, a European main square in a way. Lori Jones showed me around the neighborhood to see the park and meet some neighbors. So I've been here 20 years, and I think what I like best is, I mean, it's, it's a real neighborhood, but we're in the middle of Milwaukee. We've got busy streets, Center, 76th, Burleigh. But once you get in the neighborhood, it's just a quiet, very walkable neighborhood with very friendly people and, um, I mean, a great park <laughs> right in the middle of it. So what's not to love? <laughs> That's true. We're walking to it right now. I'm already charmed by it. <laughs> Lori's neighbor, Joe Donald, has lived in Enderis Park for 33 years, and he affectionately calls it the park. He says in addition to the activities in the park, he loves the sense of community he feels. Well, I often say, you know, you can buy a nice house, but you can't buy your neighbors. And that's one of the things that I really am very proud about Andrews Park is the sense of community. People will do things for you, you know, without hesitation. Mary Mooney has lived in Andrews Park since 2000. She loves walking in the neighborhood to meet others and look at the different styles of houses. I had a friend who lived down the street and I used to visit her and sit in her backyard and hang out and talk. I was like, this is exactly the neighborhood I want to live in. So this was the only place I looked for a house. <laughs> when I first moved here and we walked up to the park, myself and my parents, and my mom told me a story that when she was younger, um, she used to come up to Andres Park and she used to um, use those land and stone pillars as a stage. And so it's kind of interesting that here I am living blocks away from where my mother played and not at all where I thought I'd be. <laughs> Right? Yes, yes, absolutely. It seems like the same sense of community and quality of life Dorothy Ender has fostered certainly lives on in the neighborhood and playfield that bears her name. So whether you live in Ender's Park or have ever benefited from a Milwaukee Rec program, take a moment to think of and thank Dorothy Enderis, our Lady of the Lighted Schoolhouse. For Lake Effect, I'm Audrey Nowakowski. Support for Bubbler Talk comes from Palermo's Pizza and UW Credit Union. What have you always wanted to know about the Milwaukee area? 
visit wuwm.com slash bubbletalk to submit your questions.